0: This is The Unholy Union,
1: a podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse.
0: If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week.
1: If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you.
0: If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union.
1: Hi, why (laughs) did you start it? Why would I... (laughs) Let's say that again. No,
0: to trick you because you've been making faces at me while I get the equipment set up. And yeah, I trick you. Married
1: couples do that, though. Married (laughs) couples do that. Every single married couple that I know makes faces at their spouses when they think the spouse isn't looking. Probably in front of their spouse, too.
0: Yeah, but this is what you do. You're virtually making faces at me. That's even worse.
1: You're sitting right next to me.
0: (laughs) I know, but it's still rude.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> We've got a lot yeah. to talk about today.
0: I know. I've, I've been adding topics to this podcast for the past hour.
1: Oh, boy. Because I've got a really long note here.
0: Well, I have two. One is very quick. One is about a video game. And then I have one that is kind of a game changer in the mental health field.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, great. Yeah. Um. No, I think the... I mean, as far as our life goes, I feel like that's how we open the show, right? Mm -hmm. How are we doing? Well, we had lice.
0: Yummy scotch. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: stole my joke.
0: I did, because it was a good one, and I can't let you have a good one.
1: That's rude. (laughs) (laughs) Back to what I just said. I kind of dropped a bomb there. Yes. We had lice.
0: We had lice. We went to a birthday party, what, two weeks ago?
1: No, no, not well, last
0: week, last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to a birthday party last weekend and there was pony rides, which entailed wearing helmets. These said helmets were shared amongst everybody, but they gave you a plastic condom to put on your head. Seems like it didn't work.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Because our daughter had lice last. We noticed it last Tuesday.
1: Mm-hmm. She was scratching her head, itching and she, mommy, my head itches. I said, okay, well, let, let me let me look. Like, oh, okay, well, maybe you have dry scalp. We'll use, it. oh my God.
0: Uh, <laughs> There's something moving.
1: Honestly, I've heard of worse infestations in someone's hair. So I don't think hers was as bad. We caught it early, but we still nixed the hell out of everything. And I mean, everything. I'm talking couches, I'm talking beds. We have washed, we have dryered on high, we have
0: sprayed. sprayed
1: the nicks. I did my hair just as a precaution and. Us shaves, obviously, but I...
0: No lice for me.
1: (laughs) We pretty much (laughs) bombed the house. And did you know, fun fact, animals cannot get human lice? Yeah. You told me that, obviously. It's a...
0: uh, Like, we can't pass it from animal to human or human to animal. That's from what I read. Supposedly, these lice that like humans, they are very particular. (laughs) They're like the Ruth's Chris lice.
1: Uh Uh-huh. They like like humans. Uh Uh-huh. But... So that happened. We've nixed everything. I think I think we're in the clear though. I think we're in the clear.
0: Yeah, I do too. I think um, I'm gonna do
1: it one more time to her, her hair and maybe even mine, just to be totally safe. Yeah. But
0: she's had some residual itching, but I think that's mostly because lice bite you. Right. And it's healing. Yeah. So eh. yeah. we're we're on the way out for sure with the with see. the lice treatment. Please don't. Whew. Yes, I agree. <laughs> we're going to post this video and we look ridiculous. I kn- I noticed I had something in my tooth. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I was going, I like guess, on camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be on camera. No,
0: we're doing it. We're
1: we're trying this. This is new for us. But speaking of new, there are a bunch of new food items at all these fast food restaurants. Have you oh, noticed yeah. that yes. it, it seems like everybody's coming out with a new food item? Yeah. And I can't remember the last time something big and new Came out and that they were like advertising it this hard.
0: Popeye's chicken sandwich.
1: Okay, true.
0: That was the that was like a viral sensation. That was like five years ago at this point. Yeah, it was. We were still in Virginia, but it was a huge, uh, huge thing. I remember everybody had to have it. I would go to lunch at Jimmy John's in Virginia that was right next to a Popeye's, and that line would be into the other stores' parking lots. What are you doing with your ear? It's itchy. Got a lice in my ear. Why are you judging? We should
1: not be on camera. <laughs> but yes, uh, but that was like five years ago. But now it's like this whole new wave, and it's like everybody's trying it. So I guess after what happened with who just Popeye's chicken sandwich, shit. You okay, uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> um, it's like everybody went into market testing, and then now they're finally coming out with the product. Right? They're like, oh, they they came out with something.
0: Wow. <laughs> it's random.
1: <laughs> this is going well. Okay. So- Come on, Tico. Pay enough for this shit. Okay. So they went to market testing. Now there seems like they are putting all these items out. So Panera has a new sandwich for breakfast a cinnamon crunch breakfast bagel sandwich. Yes. We tried it. We did. I am not a fan.
0: I, it wasn't terrible, but would I get it again? Absolutely not.
1: No, I would never get it again. I, it reminds me so much of a, McDonald's, McGriddle. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Where it
1: has like that syrupy, sugary taste flavor to it. And I don't know. I, for breakfast, I'm really not into that. I like eggs and bacon.
0: Yeah. I, when I eat a meal that is supposed to be, and you can say supposed to be, because breakfast is not generally savory. Well, it can be. It but should there, be. There's also a lot of sweet dishes, pancakes, waffles, things like that. But, but that's generally not my style. Right. I don't really, if I eat, if I'm eating a meal, I ha- it has to be savory unless it's dessert.
1: Well, breakfast is supposed to be a break of fast. And it matters what you break your fast with. Oh,
0: is that, is that why I breakfast?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it matters what you break your fast with. And you're supposed to do healthy things. But breakfast has become such a carb-loaded, sugar-loaded thing. Yeah. Wake so- up, fatty.
0: Here's sugar.
1: One of the reasons why we're all obese, right? We aren't doing our breakfast in the right way. But back to the cinnamon crunch breakfast sandwich. It didn't taste horrible. I'm no. not going to say that.
0: No. It was or all right. Get
1: it again. No,
0: no I, I like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the the sweet. Although I will say it was a pretty good balance of sweet and savory. It's just not my thing. I'm right. not I'm not really into that unless it's Nashville hot chicken where it's mm-hmm. got that like honey spice. I like that. I can eat that as a meal.
1: Chicken blasphemy? Yeah, Nashville chicken blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next item that's newer, new-ish, we will say, is the Dunkin' chorizo wrap. I actually had this, and I think I made you take a bite. I wasn't uh, impressed.
0: No, it's Dunkin'.
1: Right. I just feel like it's...
0: Dunkin' food is very... It's just microwaved, it seems like.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: very frozen to to microwave to you eat it. It's... Fast, fast, fast food. Right. Yeah. Uh, not a not much yeah. of a fan.
1: No, it wasn't very good. So and this is over a few weeks. Like I didn't do this all in one day. I'm not one of those like <laughs> content creators yeah. that sit there and eat
0: I wish we were.
1: Uh, sounds like a good job, I guess.
0: Y- you get paid to eat.
1: Yeah. Well, do they actually eat it?
0: Mm-hmm. You think, oh, that one lady that was on TikTok that eats all kinds of stuff.
1: Yeah. Then, it says she eats like 10 courses or whatever. And, and then
0: somebody saw her at a restaurant and claims that she spits it out, spits it all out when she's not on purges. camera. That's yeah. nasty. Mm, yummy scotch.
1: <laughs> Going back to it. So, those are the two breakfast ones that we've tried this far that are new and don't recommend either. Sucks.
0: Yeah, I wasn't.
1: But going into the more of the lunch dinner arena, Chick-fil-A yeah. has the honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. One more time.
0: Honey pepper pimento. I did that. I did it well. <laughs> I know. Okay.
1: You can watch my mouth. That it, was good. It was hot. I'm not going to do it again. A tough,
0: t- t- that's a tough one. Honey pepper pimento.
1: Right. And it also has a new caramel crumble milkshake. Yes. So the milkshake was on point.
0: Like, I really liked oh, the milkshake. Yeah, It
1: was so good.
0: If you like the cookies and cream shake how it's got the the crunchies in there, you know, it's got Oreos blended up and you like to chew your milkshake. You'll like it. Seriously. <laughs> chew Your milkshake. Make yeah. it sound like it's curdled. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I do. But that it's, was really good. It,
0: it is good. I, I enjoyed recommend. that. Yeah.
1: Hmm? Now the honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. Ha. That on the other hand, I did it again. Be proud. Um, that on the other hand, we got, The regular chicken filet and then the spicy chicken filet. Spicy was better than the regular, but neither were my favorite.
0: I, that surprises me because I figured it would. There's like, you are a sauce person. Uh huh. Sounds very weird. (laughs) But you like things to be drenched in, I don't know, ketchup, buffalo sauce, especially when you get wings. You like that shit swimming. Everything
1: is a vehicle for a condiment. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You like your, like your buffalo wings, it has to be like soup. Yes. (laughs) but uh that thing was smothered in whatever sauce that was
1: pimento cheese or the honey
0: there was like shredded cheese on it right which was the pimento i would assume
1: part of the pimento yeah yeah
0: but there was also very liquidy sauce on there honey pepper i liked it now it's the same thing though with the panera breakfast sandwich i don't like sweet. Right. When it when it comes to my main meal, I don't like to eat something sweet. It's weird. I'm not a fan of that. But like the milkshake afterwards, that's dessert. So yeah, take the sweet. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I don't know. I liked it. Would I get it again? No.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I want to add more to it, even just like lettuce and tomato. Like what maybe would have been better with it. Yeah, but
0: I always like to try the default first, right? Because that's That is how the creators of it made it. They specifically developed this recipe or this new dish to it's supposed to go well with each each other. Right. Eh. Meh. It was all right. Eh. I mean, I would probably get it again if everything else was sold out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) High recommendation. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it is Chick fil A, it's God's chicken. You got to eat it.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Holy. So, the things that we have not tried yet that are newer to menus are Wendy's loaded nacho cheeseburger.
0: I will, I love Wendy's. (laughs) Wendy's is so underrated, in my opinion.
1: You say so. All this is fast food, and we don't eat fast food like that. And we're making it sound like we do.
0: No. We did have the Panera breakfast sandwich and the Chick fil A in the same day because we wanted to make it for this podcast into this podcast.
1: (laughs) That is true. But the Wendy's loaded nacho cheeseburger. The Burger King now has the chicken wraps and they look like McDonald's old snack wraps that they oh, won't bring back. Oh, yeah. I know.
0: I like those. Back snack in the wraps, day.
1: I don't know why they got rid of all that. I know. The back- chicken
0: selects too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> back in the day when I worked at a mall only as a teenager, I would always get the snack wrap.
0: Yeah. so good. Yeah, the snack wraps and the chicken selects, that was actually like real. Well, it felt real. Who knows? Yeah, well.
1: And then the last thing is Costco now has a strawberry ice cream in their food court. Huh. We are not Costco members.
0: No. We are not.
1: But with the price of Costco membership and the price of groceries, yeah, I think we I need to consider this.
0: Uh, you know they do delivery now, so Really? Yes. I don't know who it's through if they do their own drivers or whatever, but they do have that option which is important to us.
1: Uh-huh. I hate <laughs> Spending time in a grocery store. Oh,
0: it's awful. Wait. It takes a long freaking time. hmm And you're battling people. I hate sounding like that, but people are a pain in the ass. Uh-huh. Standing in the way. Yep. I'd rather just send somebody else over there and have them drop it off at the front door.
1: Exactly. That's what we do, typically. Yeah, but speaking of the Panera sandwich and Dunkin' sandwich and all that, it has come to my attention that I have a problem. Always sending food to the wrong place.
0: Oh yeah, this is standard. This is if you order it and get it sent to our house the first time, it's a miracle.
1: <laughs> well, see, I couldn't sign in on the Panera app for whatever reason; it wasn't letting me. So I had to manually input our address, and I put one wow. number. Wow! On. You had to manually type that. First world problem. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. so I had to manually fuck. Had to manually type in the address and it went to our neighbor's house, luckily, right across the street.
0: Yeah, but don't they offer some kind of like text? I don't know, well, you can okay. text the driver.
1: No, I ordered it off the Panera app and then they send it to DoorDash, and then it's like you can't talk to the driver. But I did try calling the driver, but I, d- I don't know, didn't they didn't go answer. through, didn't answer, uh, whatever. So
0: they so I didn't have to go to the neighbor's house, they just drove over here afterwards
1: oh maybe they saw the name on it and our neighbor was like (laughs) that's them
0: yeah probably they might she might have got out to deliver it to their neighbor and then they said they're fat over there Uh (laughs) (laughs) go feed them
1: (laughs) sorry greg (laughs) okay so i saw this video on facebook And it was this young boy. I think he's maybe 15 or something. He might even be younger. Not sure who he is exactly, but he asked a girl a question. And I guess they were on like this group podcast or radio show or something. And he started calling all of the cast illiterate.
0: (laughs) Oh, I think I did see this. (laughs) Right.
1: So I think they were, yeah, they were on some sort of show. And he started calling the cast illiterate. And he said, can you name 10 books? And she tried naming like these series that had been movies. She said, um, the Game of Thrones books. And he's like, okay, what what's the title? And then she said, The Twilight Books. Okay, what's the title? So I was just curious, can you name 10 books?
0: That's a toughie. Uh yeah, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Or Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, not Willy Wonka. He's in the chocolate factory. The Game of Thrones. I honestly don't think that's
1: what the book is called.
0: What is it called? I think it's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> we need to fact check. Okay. But, okay. Okay, Char- uh, okay. That one doesn't count. Okay, Game of Thrones, Dance with Dragons. Game of Thrones is I think it's book number 1. That's what it's called. I'm not saying Game of Thrones series. Okay. Uh the series is actually called A Song of Ice and Fire. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. Dance with Dance with Dragons. Oh, dang. I can't I can't believe I can't remember all those books. Okay,
1: well, hold on. What books have you read? Can you name 10 books that you've read? Let me Uh, clarify.
0: Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. Crap. There was more from Dan Brown, and I can't remember what they are. I don't know. I'm struggling. Oh, my goodness. What else? All the two. Yeah, I said Angels and Demons and Da Vinci Code. Code. Oh, my
1: God. I didn't think you would struggle as hard. Fahrenheit
0: 451. Uh, the Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King. You've read these books? Well, yeah. I, well, I kind of cheated out of a friggin' test in middle school for those. But, you know, it was all good. I <laughs> really?
1: You had to read those in middle
0: school? No, I didn't. But I chose them because there was movies. And I just looked up the differences from <laughs> the movie to the to the book. And I made sure to make those key points. Because there was a kid in my class that actually did read all those books. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't fake it too hard. <laughs> because she's going to call my ass out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that how many is that? You were at seven. Okay, seven. So Three more. Three more books. Uh, oh, there was a book on the Kindle that I just read.
1: Well, you read the Hunger series. I'm helping you now. Yeah,
0: the Hunger Games series. So, Mockingjay.
1: Catching Fire,
0: Catching Fire, and And The Hunger Games. Games. That's ten. That's ten. I'm not a big reader anymore. I used to be before, you know, we had kiddo.
1: (laughs) Me too. I used to read at least one book a month before our daughter was born, and I've really gotten out of it. But do you want me to name my ten? Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I'm going to name some old ones and then some new ones. You're going to
0: say Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I've read Fifty Shades of Grey, but none of the other ones. I just saw the movies. Yeah. But so Fifty Shades of Grey, fine. You can do Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse. I can't remember the last one, what it's called. Oh.
0: I've got nothing for you on this one. Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse.
1: I can't think of what the last one is, so we won't count it. It's fine. Um, And then we'll go to The Hunger Games. So We already said Hunger Games, Mockingjay, and Catching Fire. And then I read a lot of romance books. Uh, Harlan
0: Coben books.
1: I've read Harlan Coben, Gone for Good, Shelter. Trying to think of another good one that's in there. Um you just- <laughs> you're, know, struggling
0: you're struggling too. You're struggling too. I had my list. It's weird. See, but we we know we actually did read books. Mm-hmm. The difference is is that person didn't read books mm-hmm. and she was just trying to use her knowledge of T V series to help her. Right. And that's not you're wrong.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, I gotta do one last one. Uh oh Fahrenheit 451. Duh. Mm-hmm. I love that book. It's so telling. Oh yeah, yeah. And
0: another another set is the uh, or- Orson Scott Card ones.
1: Oh, Ender's Game. Yeah,
0: Ender's Game. All yes. those were really good.
1: C.S. Lewis. Um, yeah,
0: Narnia. See, well, now we're we're starting to the brain is being unlocked as we speak.
1: <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Yeah, I read. I was a big fan of the Dan Brown books, just because they were. I mean, Christian people get mad over those books, and I'm a Christian, but it's it's entertainment. I right. I you know, I'm not reading it to, to change uh did Jesus have a wife, girlfriend, da da, da da. I don't Okay. Whatever. But those books were insanely detailed.
1: They were mystery. They're yeah. thrillers. They were
0: but they were really believable. It right. wasn't like it was based on history of cr- Christianity. We know the uh Knights Templar were real. Mm-hmm. We know Jesus is real. Yep. Things like that. So it was super believable. It wasn't like, I don't know, fantasy and all that where you're kind of like, eh, you know, that's a little off base here. Right. It was good. I liked them.
1: I was just curious if we could do it. <laughs> if we could name 10. <laughs> yeah, we for did. sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, you and got There's it.
1: plenty of more, but I do think that is one of the things that we should work on. Don't, why are you looking at me?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> One of the things that we should work on is reading more because I truly believe that if you aren't reading, you're not
0: expanding your mind. I agree. And
1: reading or even way. just
0: using your mind. Reading is way better than watching a film. Right. Way better.
1: I admittedly, I do watch TV and movies as a as a what do I want to say like an easy task.
0: It's kind of like for zoning out. Right. You know, your relaxed time. Right. But reading can be the same.
1: It can, but it does take more effort to consume.
0: Well, especially if you are actually trying to consume. Right. Some Sometimes you read just to get it over with. Like, I mean, if you're in school or if you're doing a term paper or whatever, you're like, you're not. Come on now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: At least I'm not.
1: Well, speaking of reading, I read an article and I thought this was interesting. Do you know how deep Tampa Bay is?
0: I don't know. Maybe 13 feet. I don't know.
1: Oh, you're going to like this. So, for Tampa Bay, gateway of the Gulf of Mexico, or to the Gulf of Mexico, has over 100 tributaries, including four major rivers. It covers almost 400 square miles, and it has over 200 species of fish. Okay. So, the deepest part of tampa bay there is a shipping channel that goes oh, through yeah, it yeah yeah right that deepest part is 43 feet deep okay for 40 miles long
0: yeah but that's because they dredged it right
1: yes it's not natural yes
0: does it do you have the natural depth
1: why you gotta call me out <laughs> <laughs> okay on average the bay measures about 12 feet
0: deep also i was right i was close yeah
1: but yeah. the <laughs> deepest part is
0: 43 feet deep. Right. Like that is crazy. Well, it, it's not crazy when you think about the ships that go through there. True. They're, the Port of Tampa is where the cruise ships go out of. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not even talking about commerce ships. I'm talking about people going on vacation ships.
1: Right. Yeah. Going under the Skyway Bridge in mm-hmm. St. Pete. That is 43 feet deep.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: I'm going to look at that bridge differently now.
0: Yeah, that's probably, it does help with the species of fish for sure. The deeper water fish will go there and cool off and all that stuff. Hello?
1: Imagine though. (laughs) If, not that it ever would, but I don't know. So your mom has a fear of bridges, right? She hates going over them.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not just, it's just heights, but yes. Okay. Anything that's high, other than airplanes for some reason. (laughs)
1: Right. Mom? <laughs> but my point is, with this new information, <laughs> and she listens to this podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> To me, even like that's deep.
0: It is deep. That's very I, deep. But like I said, those, those boats that go through there, they're freaking huge.
1: Yeah, we were at Fort DeSoto a couple weeks ago, maybe even a month ago now. But a shipping vessel went through what I believe is probably that channel. Yep. And the water receded and the water came rushing back.
0: Yeah, it was weird because it was a huge delayed reaction. But once you hit, once it hit us, there was people's chairs getting all wet because they were sitting there enjoying the sun. And then the ship drives by and they're like, damn it. All that water comes <laughs> rushing back in.
1: Mm-hmm. It's almost like a mini tsunami. Yeah. Was
0: like, <laughs> it was weird.
1: It was. That was a very weird experience.
0: And it's a it's It's amazing to see those ships up close because if you you guys can see shipping containers all the time, but imagine hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those stacked on top of a ship, maybe even thousands. I don't know how many. I think
1: it's thousands. It it
0: could be. And they're stacked high and it's insane at how many there are on a single vessel. Yes. It, It makes you understand how Amazons and things like websites like that can actually exist.
1: I don't know. It's crazy to have seen those things so up close they are very tall and then that you got all those containers like yeah. That was it was interesting. Yep. But speaking of what do I want to say? <laughs> speaking of what? Speaking of tides, I guess, maybe. Okay. Um speaking of Florida, hurricane Adalia. Yes. We made it through. This yep. is our second large hurricane, meaning three or greater to have gone through the Tampa Bay area. Oh, well, it passed by. It didn't actually hit us, but passed by us. There was some damage along Bayshore in Tampa. There was a lot of flooding. Yeah. Even where we are, where it's more residential, there has been flooding from some of the rivers that are tributaries to the Gulf yep. um, or to the Bay. It didn't hit us directly. didn't really cause any damage for us. We made it out pretty good. There was some winds, lots of rain.
0: <laughs> yeah, I stayed up almost the whole night that night just to kind of keep tabs on it. And it it was weird. So there was moments where I was like, OK, there it is. And then it would just go right away. I was like, really? was bands, yeah, it was bands. And it would be like torrential downpour with wind. And then mm-hmm. it would stop. I'm like, what the heck, man? This is nowhere near the the. Strength of Ian, which we right. knew that because Ian was a Cat Five, and that was another at one that, yeah, at landfall, that was another one that kind of missed us too. It, it hit more south when it was supposed to hit Tampa Bay directly. Right. We, we were supposed to get smacked with that,
1: but it did go over top of us after landfall. But it was like maybe a three at that. Yeah, moment.
0: it, it tur- the sustained winds were less than a hundred miles an hour. You we would have gust above a hundred, but it wasn't. It was nowhere near the strength that it would have been if it would have hit tampa bay direct right and the biggest worry about these storms isn't the wind which most people think like oh man that the wind looks terrible and it does it looks really bad but once you go to the center of your house you're good but it's the storm surge right water doesn't stop for nothing Mm -hmm. you can't hide from water you go to the middle of your house and your house floods and you could get wrecked. Right. It's messed up. And people need to take these evacuation orders seriously because look at look at Fort, uh, Fort Myers last year during Ian. Yep. It was a catastrophe down there.
1: Yeah. My buddy went big. down
0: there for remedial help and trying to help people fix their stuff. He went down there and he saw cars on top of buildings, multi-millions of dollars worth of damage. It's nuts.
1: Yeah. But Hurricane Adalia did hit up in the Big Bend. Yes. Um, and that area, obviously, will be going through its own remediation and our thoughts and prayers to everyone. But we made it through here in the Tampa Bay area. So that's our, our second one. We got another notch on our belt.
0: Yep. yep. Ian was
1: our initiation. This phone just reiterated that we are in Florida.
0: Yeah, we're Floridians now. We've <laughs> earned that title, I think.
1: Hashtag Salt Lake.
0: We didn't. <laughs> We didn't leave. I don't like that. <laughs> that is such a fraudulent group.
1: Oh, but it's so fun to say. It makes you so mad.
0: The people that put those stickers on their cars, Salt Life, they come here for like a week. True. You you don't live the Salt Life. <laughs> salt Vacation is what your sticker should say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, with Hurricane Adalia, I don't know if you saw this, but... There are actually flamingos as Mm -hmm. far north as the Panhandle.
0: There were some on Treasure Island.
1: Yep, in St. Pete.
0: Yep, in St. Pete, which I thought was funny.
1: (laughs) I really wish we would have drove out. I mean, there's still a lot of flooding going on, so it's probably not safe.
0: No, it's not worth going right
1: now. I know, but our daughter loves flamingos. I would
0: like to see them in the wild like that, too.
1: It's not really the wild. It's Treasure Island.
0: But (laughs) Yeah, but they're wild flamingos. They're not in a zoo. They're They're in their own habitat. Mm -hmm. That would be cool.
1: It would have been very cool. but So they called it a little present from Hurricane Adalia, and I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It would have been cool to see, I guess. Okay, I want to switch gears just a little
0: bit. Just a wee bit? Just
1: a wee. And talk about, there's a new ad out for Donald Trump and his campaign. Yeah. You and I watched it. Yes. The media isn't playing it. Of course not. It sounds like it is being buried. Should that be allowed?
0: Um, I don't know. It all depends. I don't know how you disallow it when we do have the First Amendment. And these media companies are, I'm going to do finger quotes here, but they are private companies so they can play or not play and accept money for ads or not accept money for ads from anybody they want. You know what I mean? But Pause for a second. They are essentially proving that they are in cahoots with the other side because you're playing ads for one group of people. And yeah, you might not like Donald Trump or whatever, and that's fine. Everybody can like and dislike whoever they want. But as a media group, don't you want the American people to vote for who they think is the best fit? And the answer is starting to sound like it's no because they are squashing things that they don't want you to see. That's messed up. That's not free press anymore. You're supposed to play everything with no bias, but they're not doing that.
1: Yes, I agree with that point a hundred percent The other point that I've heard people make is that he is under indictment that he is actually going through the process, but
0: So stop watching TV on Judge Judy and stuff, because they're all going through the process too.
1: I think there's something to be said about that, though. That we are a country that was founded on the idea of innocent until proven guilty. Exactly. To say that just because someone is going through the judicial process, that they shouldn't be given a voice and that their First Amendment right should be stripped away. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. He hasn't been convicted of anything yet.
1: But let's think if it were... Okay, different, a whole different person, whole different scenario, whole different charges. Let's say it was, what was the guy? Manson. I'm sorry, this is a horrible example, but let's say it was someone like that, right? They have a, give them, you're giving them a platform to speak and they obviously do bad things. No, you don't want to do that, right? You...
0: Yeah, but he was convicted. Right. He's a felon. That
1: may have been a bad example. I'm trying to think, think of a way... To express that there maybe should be some people who shouldn't have that right.
0: You can't a hate
1: speech, right? Is there a a time and place where hate speech should be taken out of a platform? <laughs> right? We've it, talked about this a lot.
0: It will this my opinion on this will hurt a lot of feelings, but it is not the government's job. To filter hate speech as long as it's not illegal.
1: I'm not even talking about the government at this point. I'm talking about media.
0: Well, then they can do like I said, they can do whatever they want because they're supposed to be a private business. But hate speech (laughs) this is messed up. But hate Mm -hmm. speech is protected speech. As long as you are not threatening or breaking the law with your speech, it is protected speech. Yep. And you don't have to like it. And I don't like it. But
1: and that's where cancel culture comes in. Right? That,
0: yeah, but that's okay. As long as it's within reason, there's certain things like...
1: Well, if someone does hate speech, you have the right to not fund them, not give them time. Exactly. Not whatever it is.
0: That's the beauty of capitalism too. If they're making money off of hate speech, don't buy their shit. Right. Or if a guy, I don't know, he's, he's in business and he doesn't want to serve certain people, then guess what? You have the right to not shop there, and then on, on top of that, you have the right to go on Twitter. You have the right to go on Facebook and say, "This dude just did this to me. He turned me away." Yep. And guess what? He's going to get burned for that. Yep. That's what. That's the. That's the idea of our society: is you take away control from the government and you give it to the people, and it and it goes. Let the
1: people decide. Yeah,
0: you let the people decide, and you don't have to go there. You don't have to eat there. You don't have to buy whatever he's selling. That person is selling whatever. And that's what you're supposed to do. Now, my concern with all this is once you do get the government involved and they start determining what hate speech is, when does it stop? How do you, who watches the watchers? Right. How do you, if they are going through and saying this is now hate speech, then you know for a fact you're not being told the truth or you're not being told what's happening because they're going to start saying, they could start saying real news is hate speech because it doesn't align with what they want you to believe.
1: I think my point, though, is specific to the media. It's almost like we need another outlet, another media outlet that is not mainstream, that is not controlled by the left or whatever you believe is happening with our media. How an ad for a presidential campaign is not being played is beyond me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. But like I said, they're private companies and they can do whatever they want, True, but they also can't. So I think the press gets certain protections, right? Yeah. And I think they, they like not,
1: what is it? The re- FCC, SEC.
0: I don't know. Something like releasing sources and things like that. Maybe that if they're not actual press anymore, because they are filtering what you hear, then maybe they shouldn't have those protections anymore. That's an interesting thought. I don't know. I mean, they were doing the same thing with social media back when. No, they're still
1: trying to do it. They're still trying to make these platforms, something either different or trying to enforce what they were originally.
0: They had a lot of protections on. They have a lot of protections on what is posted on their platform. Because like we talked about this before too, it's impossible to go through and essentially moderate every single thing that's posted. Right. There's billions of posts
1: not holding the the platform liable for what is posted
0: right so they had those protections but i believe the federal government was talking about removing those protections because at one point they were banning what seemed like a lot of conservative people so if you didn't say or if you said certain things that were against the ideology of the left you were you could get banned right so they were like, well, you're no longer a platform anymore because certain people can't speak their mind, but other people can. So why do you deserve those protections? Right. You're banning people for things that shouldn't be bannable because it's protected under the First Amendment. But you are a private company.
1: I think we talked about this topic where... It actually went to the Supreme Court and I can't remember if it was a person or who essentially was going up against these social media platforms to hold them responsible for what's being posted and the Supreme Court upheld that they have protection. Protection essentially they are not liable for what's yeah, posted. And
0: and they shouldn't be, but I understand the strategy though of if you're not if you are no longer the public square of discussion then you don't get that protection because you're not allowing that discussion to happen at that point. Yeah. You are banning people from the public square. So how, yeah. do, how do you, I mean, but you, once again, you are a private company.
1: So I guess related to Trump's ad, it's his right to put the ad out there, yeah. but it's the right of the media platforms not to play it.
0: 100%. And but whether it,
1: that's right, wrong, or not.
0: No, I think it's wrong. Agreed. I would play it. But they also have the right to not take his ad or, you know, his campaign money and run the ad. Right. Other companies or other media pl- places will, they'll play it like on Twitter or whatever it's called now, X <laughs> or Truth Social, which is where Trump is, I guess, currently. I don't know. it. They have the right to do whatever they want like that. They're right. not breaking the law by filtering him out. So guess what?
1: They can do what they want.
0: Do I like it? No, I think you should be able to see and decide for yourself what you want to vote for. But do they have the right to do it? Yeah, and it's not unfortunate. It's not an unfortunate yes. It's a yes because once you start eroding those rights of people and companies,
1: there's no going back. It's
0: a freaking snowball.
1: I posted on social media the other day, and it was not filtered out about a visitation dream. Switching gears again, if you can't tell we tripping? A little bit. Um, so I actually found this article that explains who is most likely to dream of the dead. So dreaming of deceased loved ones is a natural and healthy part of the mourning process. Visitation dreams prompt deep reflections on existential questions of death, the soul, and the afterlife. And people with fixed ideas about religion, either pro or con, tend to have fewer visitation dreams. I think I do fall more in the middle of my religious beliefs. I don't have a huge high commitment. but I also don't think I'm low either. But it says that people with a high commitment to religion, 38%, or a low commitment to religion, 33%, are less likely to report a visitation dream rather than people with moderate or medium religious commitments. About 54% of them relay that they have visitation dreams. They actually also say that women are more likely to have visitation dreams than men. and blacks and hispanics are more likely than whites to report a visitation dream. I am a white woman <laughs> and I have them quite often. Yeah. Do you ever recall having a visitation dream from a past, a loved one past?
0: Honestly, I don't I don't think so. Huh. I feel like I'd remember that. That's kind of that's that's one of the dreams that you'd have that you can't really forget.
1: Right. I've had a lot. <laughs> I've had a lot um, related to my family and even some from your family,
0: yeah. you've I remember you telling me about like my grandfather and grandparents in your dreams,
1: right. So for me, it doesn't really talk about what happens in the brain that makes these things occur, make these visitation dreams occur, but it just talks about people who are more or less or medium religious. But I thought it was interesting that it seems to be trending with whether or not you're a woman, whether or not you are black or Hispanic, and whether or not you have a medium religious commitment. So it's interesting that it falls in those bands, but for me, I've had a lot of them. Yeah. And I'm wondering if I need a brain reset.
0: Oh, so here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Into mine?
1: Yes. (laughs) I don't know. You had to call it out. I tried to do that so smooth, (laughs) that transition to make it so smooth.
0: I ruin everything.
1: (laughs) This video recording is making my face look so red.
0: Easy. All right. Now, we've talked about mental health on this podcast a lot, a lot, because we went through some major, you know, pretty major things in our lives. And I've, I am always trying to keep up with the medical world, the diet world. Was there any new types of supplements that may help?
1: Related to mental health.
0: Related to mental health. Help your brain with your serotonin levels in your brain. All that. I just saw an article today, actually. And this is brand spanking new. That magic mushrooms, there's a chemical in it called psilocybin. Si, silo, and there's a big research study going on in it has a major effect on major depression. I thought this was awesome because there's a lot of people out there that have been talking about psilocybin Mm -hmm. and how it has opened up their mind and essentially helped them through anxiety and mental disorders. This trial is starting to prove that they have been correct.
1: Psilocybin is found in... Shrooms. Mushrooms.
0: Yeah, mushrooms. and. So one of the big negatives about an SSRI, which is your Zoloft, your Lexapro, all those, they take a very long time to titrate into your system and actually start to work. Right. They're not an instant thing. And that messes with a lot of people because when you're in the thick of all that, you really want to get the hell out. So you're taking this stuff and it's not working and it's not working. So it makes you almost more depressed or more anxious like oh shit this isn't working i need to switch it's like no you got to calm down and wait and, and wait it's it sucks it's awful well this stuff psilocybin is a very quick reacting brain resetting thing <laughs> i'm scientist
1: i love it <laughs> given all the information yeah
0: so it has some very good positive effects on people with depression the study that was published in the Journal of American Medical Association, JAMA, JAMA, I don't know, indicates that psilocybin, which is the ingredient in magic mushrooms, that makes you trip.
1: Love that they're called magic. Yeah.
0: It may offer a faster and more durable solution than existing antidepressants, which durable is a big thing too for people with mental disorders. Psilocybin a treatment was associated with clinically significant sustained reduction in depressive symptoms and functional disability without serious adverse events. So that's it's saying very little side effects are associated with psilocybin. Antidepressants have a side effect list that is a fucking mile long. Mm-hmm. OK, so if this is truly working and there's a, a very short, if not non-existent list of side effects, that's a huge Huge deal, right? Because antidepressants, it says on the on the tin that it can actually cause you to be suicidal, mm-hmm. at least during that initial titration phase. Yep. You know, all that stuff.
1: And long term, there's kidney failure, yeah, there's liver it, disease, there's
0: right. It's it's there's a there's a laundry list of anti, antidepressant side effects, and it's they, they're never any good. Psilocybin has very little little side effects when it when it's combined with psychotherapy. But then I say the other thing that I wanted to kind of push push home too is you can't just do it with medicine. Right. You need to go talk to a professional also. It's a big deal. All of these things, all of these treatments, it's like a 50-50 thing. SSRI, take that, but also go see somebody who's a professional within whatever mental illness that you have. Anxiety, you go to CBT, depression, you go to CBT, OCD, you go to CBT. <laughs> it's all a, it's all CBT type stuff, but it is different subsets of CBT. You still need to do that with this psilocybin.
1: So is it you take it one time and you're fixed? So the or- study
0: was conducted over six weeks, and they gave uh Half and half was given synthetic psilocybin, and the other half was given a a placebo. It found that compared to the placebo, psilocybin caused a significant reduction in depression scores after just eight days.
1: Okay. That's nuts. They're microdosing for eight days? No.
0: They just give it to them one time.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: So they're giving it to them one time, and after eight days, their depression score dropped. That is so fast yeah. for an SSRI, you know, an SSRI Compared competitor. To- yeah, mm-hmm. that's insane. And after the six week mark, almost half of the psilocybin patients showed a sustained antidepressant response versus only eleven percent on the placebo. So you're talking about a thing, a medicine,
1: something natural, something
0: natural that comes from the earth that has a response for six entire weeks. Of a sustained response, I'm talking like they felt good mm-hmm. for
1: six weeks. Mm. That's insane. I wonder what long term would look like. like. Right,
0: and and I think they're they're doing phase three trials right now. Mm-hmm. But it, is this it for
1: forever is, thing, or do you have to do it like once every once year? A, yeah. Or? What if you do it
0: once every six or once every six weeks? Who cares? It's a lot better than taking something every single day yep. that has a laundry list of side effects if yep. it works. And Yeah, So So you trip
1: once every six weeks.
0: Ooh. (laughs) And it's legal tripping. (laughs) But yeah, so just to be clear though, this isn't because these guys were given a magic mushroom. It was synthetic psilocybin in a controlled environment. And I believe that that's going to have to be what is done. It has to be this regulated controlled thing. Just because people...
1: It can be abused. It
0: can be abused and people can end up Doing a bad trip.
1: Let's look at medical marijuana. Right, tell me that's not
0: abused. Right, and you could end up really messing yourself up if you keep doing my magic mushrooms in an uncontrolled environment. I don't know how that works or anything, but I do like the fact that they are trying to find other things besides SSRIs because I've been constantly looking at new OCD treatments because that's that's what I have, Mm -hmm. and this is promising for that too. But it is crazy that it's taken this long to even push something like this. I wonder if it's because there's a lack of moneymaker in this. It's not. It's a chemical that is produced by mushrooms.
1: Hmm. I wonder if it's lack of moneymaker or if it's because it's a controlled substance. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they prescribe
0: controlled substances all the time. Like your uh, benzos are controlled and. You can't just get those mail-ordered to your house or whatever. It has to be prescribed in person and all that. Mm. But I like the idea that they are branching into this almost natural medicine instead of just pumping us full of chemicals.
1: We need Justin back on the show. I want I, to know what he would say about
0: that. I know. It, it, I don't know. I, I, want, I would love, seriously, I'd love to try it. I'd like to be a part of the test to give it a shot. Because I, I honestly, I don't like SSRIs. I, I take one, but I don't like them because of the way they make me feel. They make me very tired. That's one of the side effects. They make me very tired and sometimes, not all the time, but I'm kind of in a fog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel a little emotionless. Right. But I'd rather that than the alternative. For sure. But this, if this truly does work, I'm I'm doing it.
1: So is that why you keep researching? What different you treatments. You said that you research different treatments for O C D
0: well and it's not
1: because you feel like you need it, you're just looking at what could be out there for alternatives. Yeah, and
0: I think everybody should do that if if they always. Yeah, if they don't like the way that an SSRI makes them feel, which sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do and take it, which is what I'm doing. But why not try to find something else that's an alternative that could be even better? Six weeks of one dose, that's nuts. That's seriously, that is crazy. Just imagine if they made it to where you could uh I don't know, what if you did take it like once a week and you were microdosing and it was just a permanent, like you microdose and it altered your brain in a way that you had like permanent relief from <laughs> depression, memory. anxiety, OCD, things like that. That is awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it will. We'll see what happens with it because it could be a dispensary, right? Like you dispense marijuana. Why couldn't you have a dispensary for the shrooms too to help people
0: with? Oh, yeah, especially if you're microdosing, it's, right? And and you can't really like you're not tripping. It's just altering your brain slightly over the course of a a, a certain amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm. I like In it. Ten ten milli tom.
0: Yeah, ten milli tom Segura. <laughs> oh my god,
1: that that was a good stand up. Sledgehammer. <sighs> it's funny. Yes. I think the last topic that I have on our list is another one for you. Which one? Starfield.
0: Oh, um,
1: I haven't seen him in a couple days. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time I've talked to him in about 48 hours.
0: Starfield is a video game that is released on Xbox and PC. It just came out for early access on Thursday.
1: I'm just kidding, by the way.
0: And it's one of the most hyped games, at least I know for 2023, but it's been a while since I've been this hype for a video game. It's by Bethesda. And they're known for like Fallout, Skyrim, a bunch of nerd games, right? Yeah. I downloaded it on Thursday and I started playing it. And it's this, it's been advertised as this pretty large, expansive space exploration. There's thousands of planets to Wasn't explore. Wasn't
1: another game like that?
0: I'm gonna get to that. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So, so there's like thousands of planets to explore, all that, right? I like it. It's a Bethesda game. So at heart. It's an RPG. It's deep. It's awesome in that aspect. But, but the exploration part of it, eh, I'm not too impressed. I thought that the game was going to be like No Man's Sky.
1: Is that the one? that yes. was Okay.
0: So this one, No Man's Sky, you can essentially pilot a ship from the surface of a planet to space and fly around. Mm-hmm. And you go to another planet and land on it from, you know fly into orbit or whatever and land on the planet and explore. This one is, I haven't been able to figure out or it just doesn't exist in the game. That part, it's mostly menus that you end up jumping from planet to planet. You don't land from space on the planet. You click and say land on a menu and it's a little miniature cutscene that takes you down to the planet. I'm like, okay, this is not, this is nowhere near the scope that I thought this was going to be. I thought this was going to be No Man's Sky with Bethesda backing it up. Mm-hmm. Bethesda Games backing it up with huge RPG elements and their systems. It's not, it isn't. Don't go into it thinking like that because you will be super disappointed like myself. Mm. And another thing.
1: It's, did you say it was online?
0: No, it's a single player game oh okay which is which is perfectly fine. I mean, honestly, we've needed a really good quality single player game that doesn't require you to be online. who is we the universe, the nether <laughs> okay um I'm just curious but the other thing that kind of ruined it for me is Baldur's Gate Three came out about a month ago
1: mm-hmm.
0: and r p g fans, like myself, I played that. And the choices in that game actually make they they affect things. And it it just RPG wise, it blows Starfield out of the water. And it's made by a tiny studio. I don't know.
1: Is the universe as big?
0: No. Mm. Nowhere near. It's not it, it does it doesn't have multiple planets. It's it's based on Dungeons and Dragons, right? Mm. But it is I don't know. There's it was a
1: really good movie though.
0: Yes, yes. But the the choices you make in the game, they actually make an effect. Mm -hmm. It's like you're playing this game and what I found... Interacting with your world. Yeah. What I found super weird about it is you don't really know what the right choice is. It's like real life where you're trying to make the best choice possible for you, your family, or whatever. You know, it's a fucking video game. But you don't know what's right or wrong during that moment. And you might make the wrong choice. Like that person might not like what you said and then you have to attack them. But if you would have made a different decision, they could join your party and you could have them in the game with you. It's super weird. (laughs) It's super weird. Like I've never had that type of experience in a video game. Like there's been a lot of video games out there that you make choices, but they're always like they always end up leading you to the same ending. Mm -hmm. Not Baldur's Gate. It is crazy.
1: I am loving watching your nerd flag.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big video gamer. When I'm not fishing or it's raining outside or something, I love video games. Or
1: Be- nighttime, yeah, like, you know the
0: yeah, calm you, down period. You like your your TV,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I like the art of video games. It's all media consumption, isn't it.
1: I need to change my TV to books, though. I need to go back to that.
0: Yeah, maybe. 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 But yeah, Starfield is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not downing the game at all. I'm not saying it's terrible and you shouldn't play it. But I am saying that don't go in expecting No Man's Sky type exploration and flying and all that. Because Hmm. it's nowhere near No Man's Sky. Now, No Man's Sky is more of a shell compared to this game, too, though. There's a story in, in Starfield. And it's a freaking deep story. There's hundreds of hours of content. But
1: the experience isn't that of.
0: I was hoping I was going to be able to fly from planet to planet and land on said planet wherever I want on the planet. You're going to fly? Yeah. What do you mean? I made an avatar person <laughs> in Starfield look just like me. Oh, okay. I have to. Yeah, all
1: right.
0: Captain Russ, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's just not. do not. Don't expect like this free form type yeah. of Light that you get from No Man's Sky. I got spoiled. And I mean,
1: first world problems. First world
0: problems, I guess. It's just not, it's a little bit disappointing, but overall, the game is still good. It's just not what I was expecting.
1: We have been all over the place with this podcast. Today.
0: Yes, indeed. This show notes are going to be SEO to
1: heck. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> there's also a lot of pauses in it because we have. A child and her friends that like to come in and out. So, apologies for the pauses. <laughs> well, they're
0: gonna, I'm going to fix it.
1: Okay, you do that. I'm going to. I think that's it for this week. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Unholy Union podcast.
0: For more Unholy Union content, check out our social media at Unholy Union Cast on Instagram and Twitter. We also have Facebook and TikTok.
1: Want to support the podcast? Rock some merch. Check out our merchandise store on our site at unholyunionpodcast.com.
0: Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to have you back next week. It's what you do, with things you love.